The mortgage industry never stays still. With interest rates moving, companies changing, and regulation increasing, there's always another story. This is The Principle, where we break it down daily and take a deeper dive into the issues. I'm Christine Stewart, Editorial Director for the Mortgage News Network. Let's pay it down. But first, a word from our sponsors. This podcast is brought to you by PennyMac TPO and Power Plus, their next generation broker portal that gives you more speed and control over the process. You can now disclose, lock, and manage your loan seamlessly from start to finish, all in one place. It's another reason why greatness lives here. PennyMac TPO is Division of PennyMac Loan Services, LLC, Equal Housing Lender, NMLS ID number 35953, licensed by the Department of Business Oversight under the California Residential Mortgage Lending Act. Conditions and restrictions may apply. We keep hearing forecasts about how down the mortgage market will be going into next year, but there's still opportunities if you just look in the right places. A new TransUnion study is giving us a map to find them. Welcome to The Principal. I'm Mike Savino, head of multimedia for the Mortgage News Network. Today, I'm joined by Joe Melman. He's senior vice president and mortgage business leader at TransUnion. So, Joe, thanks for joining me. Thanks for having me. Looking forward to it. So I guess just to start it off, uh, why did TransUnion sort of look at this? Uh, you know, what were you guys trying to find out when you're looking at the 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 the, the pool of customers and and uh, you know who might be creditworthy? Yeah, so it's really about um, the context of where we are in the origination environment. So we're coming off this year. Um, originations are down, right? Lenders are painfully aware of this. Part of that is comparison on a all-time highs on a year-over-year basis but also um, affordability, 30-year lows, home prices are up, interest rates are up, those kinds of things. And then looking next year, things are not, things are continuing, are going to continue to face a headwind. Purchase is going to continue to be down on a year-over-year basis. Refi is going to be down even more on a year-over-year basis. And so um, particularly for our lending customers, we wanted to focus on something where they could be proactive instead of just accepting that these are the trends that uh, we have to face. uh, What can we do in light of these trends um, and be proactive and actually still find business where opportunities exist and help consumers? So is that there? Is there hope? I mean, obviously, it's just, you know, one 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 string of bad news after another. But what did you guys find? Are there, are there opportunities out there? Yeah, I think there are pockets. Now, I don't want to oversell this. The reality is that we are facing strong headwinds and um, and we all have adjusted to that and are continuing to adjust to that. But having said that. Um, we looked at three specific consumer segments, subsegments, um, and found definitive pockets of opportunity. And so um, we looked at LMI consumers, we looked at veterans, and we looked at the self-employed. And we picked those segments because lenders oftentimes have specialized products or specialized programs around those categories of consumers. So it enables lenders to be able to um, uh, make real value propositions to consumers that fall within those segments. And what did you, when you looked at those segments, I mean, what, what did you find in terms of, uh, you know, the, the possibility that those customer bases could, could get mortgages? Obviously you have specialized products because these aren't people who just walk in, write their names down and get a mortgage. Right. That's right. And so, um, there are a few findings. So the first off is that, um, Each of these segments is really large. So there's particularly the LMI segment has over 100 million consumers in it, um, which is surprising. But even the veterans uh, sub-segment and the self-employed sub-segment have millions of consumers. So there is scale in each of these segments. Um, Secondly, 
a very large percentage of them are credit qualified. And so that goes against the common theme. It's almost a myth busting around, hey, these consumers are not, at least from a credit perspective, qualified because um, by far and away, the majority of them are. Uh, and I think the headwinds they face is a lot of times on the affordability side. And so what that means is that it's all the more important to use data like things that TransUnion and others can provide to identify specific consumers in those segments that can be qualified and that um, have the will and desire um, and will actually react to specific messaging to them, a message of one to each individual consumer where you're not saying, hey, Joe Melman, come talk to me about getting a mortgage. You're saying, Joe Melman, we see that you're a veteran. We have these specific programs that can help you in such a way. And we're going to talk about down payment assistance and low down payment programs because we know affordability is on everyone's mind right now. Yeah. One of the things I wanted to ask you is taking this information and applying it and reaching these customers. So, I mean, to that point, I mean, it sounds like you're saying, hey, tailor your message. Let them know I have something specific for you. If you're kind of scared, we can work through this and find the right uh, loan for you. Absolutely. So there's a couple trends intersecting here. One is that consumers, particularly in these subsegments, consistently overestimate how difficult it is to get a mortgage and underestimate their ability to qualify for a mortgage. So when you look at surveys, oftentimes they think that credit scores requirements are way higher than they are. Uh, debt to income ratios are way more than they actually are. And in fact, they qualify when they think they don't. So education is a, a key piece to that. And the other trend is that um, uh, consumers are much less likely to respond to generic messaging. Right now, we've gotten used to, as consumers to responding to messaging specific to me. And so when you can talk about not just generally or even all veterans, but Joe Melman in particular, this is your situation. This is how we can help you specifically, which is different than how we would help Mike. Uh, consumers are much more likely to respond to that. And so you see that in the purchase side, um, and also I can segue into the home equity side where there's a whole nother set of opportunities on that side as well. Yeah, let's talk about that since you mentioned it in the home equity side, because again, uh, you know, as you mentioned, we, we assume that these are, are segments of the population that uh, are, are out of the market, but some of them already own homes now. So talk to me a little bit about that and the opportunities that are there as well. Yeah, absolutely. So there are a sizable uh, contingent of existing homeowners in each of those subsegments. And when we look at them, what we find is similar to the rest of the population, um, while increasing home prices has been a real detriment to incoming first-time home buyers, uh, it's been a huge boon to existing homeowners. And um, their home equity numbers are off the charts. Uh, so consumers in general and consumers sitting in these subsegments are sitting on record amounts of home equity. And a lot of these consumers are also sitting on high interest rate non-mortgage debt. So things like credit cards, consumer loans, um, sometimes even auto loans. And so this is where um, you can bring together information services to really customize and talk to a value proposition of one to each consumer and say, hey, Joe Melman, did you know not only are you sitting on $20,000 of home equity, but if you were to tap that home equity, pay off your existing $6,000 in high interest rate debt, we could save you I'd have to do the math, but say $200 or $250 a month, that's specific to you, Joe Melman. Mike, your message would be different. And so using these information services, you can focus your marketing dollar on consumers that are already qualified and then customize messaging to them so they know exactly how they can take advantage of the program. 
Don't miss the largest regional mortgage show in the nation. The New England Mortgage Expo returns to Mohegan Sun in Connecticut, January 12th and 13th. See us at www.nemortgageexpo.com. Start your year with the best connections in the industry. Dozens of sessions, scores of exhibitors. It's where success is written every hour. www.nemortgageexpo.com. So you brought up that, you know, this is scalable, but talk to me a little bit more about the size of these bases, because, you know, what you're saying is obviously there's opportunity here, but also it will take more work to work with each of these groups. When you spend your marketing budget, you tend to want to get the most bang for your buck. And now you're saying, well, you're actually going to have to spread it out into these different pools. So when you talk about it being scalable, talk to me a little bit about that. And, you know, is there opportunity for, you know, hey, I'm, I'm in a competitive market. Other originators are doing the same thing. Can I still get in here or should I shift my focus somewhere else? Yeah. So I think um, it's, it's, it's the right balance to think about. So first off, to your point around scale, just a few numbers. Um, LMI population, 116 million of the 121 million are credit qualified. Um, for VA, we've identified 10 million um, uh, VA eligible co uh, consumers, 86% of them, 8.6 million have credit scores that are above 620. Um, and likewise, on the self-employed, 67% um, of the renters, which is about 2 million consumers, and 93% of homeowners have credit scores over 620. So there are millions of consumers out there. And to your point around what do you do with your marketing dollar, we think that it's really important that you not treat all consumers the same, that there are going to be, we have lots of, um, at TransUnion and other places, there are lots of um, statistical methods and algorithmic methods to determine who is most likely to not only qualify for a mortgage, but to actually want and move and close a mortgage. And so focusing your marketing dollars on those consumers versus those that are less likely is one way to get the biggest return for your dollar. So if you focus on the top decile, the top 10%, the top 5% that are most likely to uh, make to uh, actually close a product, and then focusing again on that customized messaging um, on multiple attempts with those most likely set of consumers, that's where you're most likely gonna get return on your dollar. And to your point about finding customers who are not just qualified, but who are actually, you know, most likely to take out a loan. Obviously, you don't want to waste time on customers who just are scared to take a, a mortgage right now. In some of these groups, you know, LMI, well, you might talk to customers who work in fields where they're really worried, you know, this recession might be mild, but I work in a field that takes it on the chin every time there's a recession. Or if I'm self-employed and I'm looking at the numbers and, you know, I, I might I might really be looking at a, at a bad couple of quarters coming up. Um, how do you, how do you sort of filter through some of these groups to find customers who are not only qualified, but are willing and open and want to take out a mortgage? Yeah. So I think it's a combination, uh, it, it's largely the use of data. And so on the qualified piece, there is, you know, a spectrum of people that are kind of on the bubble and technically qualified, but maybe, um, are much more, to your point, um, exposed to the vagaries of how the market or recession may impact versus consumers that are on uh, the other spectrum, which is are highly qualified, right, and have some cushion to move, even perhaps in a recession, they could much, they're much more likely to weather something like that. So there's a spectrum, data can point that out. And so you can focus on the consumers that you think are most likely. And then as far as willingness goes, 
Um, there are a lot of behavioral models, TransUnion has them, others have them, that take into account um, a consumer's credit behavior, which can actually be quite predictive on what a consumer's intent is. Um, you can have statistical models. You can also have actual behavioral evidence. So things like consumers, I think 8 million consumers last year applied for a mortgage, wanted to become homeowners, but were unable to close for some reason or another. It may have been uh, qualification, but it may have been also something with the home, something happened to the home. And so these consumers are clearly consumers that have will. And so you can look at the overlap between the qualification, the means, and the will, and focus on consumers most likely to uh, get a positive outcome. And of course, even if you're only picking up a few here, a few there, I mean, just talk to me a little bit about what you're sort of expecting over the next uh, you know, couple of months in the market, obviously, uh, downturn, any any little bit of business will will help right now. Yeah, so I think one of the things that um, when we talk to uh, our customers, I mean, we, we service all financial institutions in the country, um, that they um, are very focused on home equity right now. Home equity seems to be a place where, you know, keep in mind, home equity was decimated after the housing boom. It really didn't exist as a proper lending category for over a decade. Um, and we're really seeing the resurgence of that right now. We're seeing nearly 50% improvement or um nearly 50% increase in volume and originations on a year-over-year -year basis already. Um, there was, uh, consumers are very interested in tapping that home equity that they have. And it's one of those win-wins for lenders and consumers because it's such a low cost method of tapping in money that the value proposition you can um, explain to consumers makes a lot of sense, intuitive sense, and it's pretty easy and it translates dollars in their pocket every month. So lenders are made, making, making um, a lot of hay with that right now. Absolutely. Joe, thanks so much uh, for your insights and for some great information that I'm sure originators can, can apply. Mike, thanks for having me. We'll be right back with the rest of your headlines. This podcast was brought to you by PennyMac TPO and Power Plus, their next generation broker portal. Visit tpo.pennymac.com to sign up. PennyMac TPO is a division of PennyMac Loan Services, LLC, Equal Housing Lender, NMLS ID number 35953, licensed by the Department of Business Oversight under the California Residential Mortgage Lending Act. Conditions and restrictions may apply. Here's the rest of your headlines for today, October 24th. Finance of America tried to sell its forward retail division to guaranteed rate. But now that that deal is off, FOI is going to shut down the operation altogether. The company told the SEC about the decision at the end of last week. FOA also previously halted its wholesale division, so the only origination channel it has left is in home improvement. Elsewhere, the NBA is giving us a bleak outlook going into next year. President Michael Fratantoni told the audience at the NBA's annual convention that we're headed for a recession, and Deputy Chief Economist Joel Kahn says mortgage origination will drop by 10% next year. Still, they both think mortgage rates will go down, and once household income catches up with prices, the pent-up demand will turn into sales. This has been The Principle, a Mortgage News Network podcast. All podcasts are produced by T.G. Kutamperor, Matthew Mullins, and Sarah Woolock. Mike Savino is head of multimedia, and Christine Stewart is editorial director. The opening theme was Status by Jamie Bathgate, and the music you hear now is Glossy by Skygates. You can find episodes of The Principal at www.mortgagenewsnetwork.com, or you can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Be sure to rate and review so that others can find us. Thanks for listening.